I'm Mary Gray Johnson. And I'm Anna French. And we are both second year strategists at VCU Brand Center. Today we're going to talk a little bit about olfactory branding or the smell of brands. Yeah, so what got us really interested in this during our research was this kind of crazy story about Starbucks. In 2008, they created those breakfast sandwiches that we all know but also kind of hate, <laughs> love and hate. And once they started making the breakfast sandwiches, they created this aroma and their sales started going down significantly. And they actually realized it was because the scent of these sandwiches started to overpower the smell of the coffee. So they reformulated the actual makeup of the sandwiches so that when they were reheated, they didn't smell. Which sounds pretty disgusting to me. I don't know about you. It's pretty disgusting. First, we interviewed Dr. Richard Costanzo. Dr. Costanzo is a doctor at the VCU Department of Physiology and Biophysics, and he studies otolaryngology. This means that he specializes in scent and taste. And in our conversation with him, he demystified where scent lived in our brains and the effect that it has on our emotions, our memories, and even our reproductive system. How powerful is our sense of smell relative to our other senses? Well, the sense of smell is, is unique in many ways. Um, we have a lot of receptors, and uh, in the animal world, smell is the most important thing, more important than vision or hearing in many ways. Um, and so the sense of smell in humans is not as uh, powerful as, say, in a bloodhound, a dog, or other animals. If you look at the brain, um, as it evolved, uh, originally brains are really small in animals, and uh, most animals communicate uh, using the sense of smell or chemicals in their environment. For example, finding food, or uh, detecting their mates, or predators, for example, that might come to attack them. And so the sense of smell and the wiring of the sense of smell is into direct uh, deep areas of our brain. Called, uh, part of it's called the limbic system where we have emotion, memory, and uh, reproductive functions, things that are, are critical for survival. So next, Dr. Costanzo started talking about this phenomena called the Bruce effect, which you've got to listen to. It's pretty insane. So the Bruce effect is when a pregnant animal, say a rat or a mouse, encounters a smell from a strange male. It could be still a mouse, uh, the same uh, species, but if it's a strange male, they will, um, it will have a powerful effect on its endocrine system, changing some uh, hormones causing a abortion of the pregnancy. So as a protective mechanism, wow. the reproductive system is influenced. After we kind of got a solid understanding of how scent affected our brains evolutionarily, we asked him about how people and places and brands were using scent to affect people sometimes for good and sometimes for not so good. I went to a meeting of scientists in the field of smell and taste, and one of the presenters 
presented work that he had done using scents in casinos to increase the amount of gambling. And that was his hypothesis. By using certain scents, we could stimulate people to put, to spend more time in the slot machines or gambling or, you know, increasing the revenue of the casino. But on the other hand, there are ways of using scents to uh, change people's behavior, calm them down, for example. Let's say you had a prison. You know, you might be able to, through the ventilation system, introduce a scent that makes the prisoners calmer or the workers happier and more productive. Right. So um, it, has, it does have a powerful subliminal, if you want to call it, effect, because we don't think about how scent affects us as much as we, if we see something visually, you know, like if there's a, uh, a Coke in a movie, you know, flashing a few times, or in the old days when the cigarette industry would use cigarette smoking in movies to promote their mm -hmm. cigarette brands. So my biggest takeaway from Dr. Costanzo was that though our scent is rooted in some really emotional places in our brain, it's actually hard for us to tell when it's affecting us emotionally, which I think is interesting. Mm -hmm. He also reminded me of going to the movies when you see the Coke on the screen. Like, I don't even like Coke, but I want to drink it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you can tell that, like, that screen is affecting you. Right, right. But if they were to inject popcorn smells, you might not notice. You might never know. So the next person we talked to, Caroline Fabrigas, who is the CEO of Scent Marketing Inc. And we wanted to ask her about her perspective on how brands are now using scent to sell people stuff. Sweet, let's take a listen. So I find scent marketing is really a balance of art and science. It's not one or the other, it's both. So, so there was a part of it, which is the artistic part, which was very second nature to me. Mm -hmm. And I actually was able to create a proprietary process for discerning, deciphering, understanding a brand at its core, and then um, really expressing that into the olfactory lens. I think it's as, as important as your logo. It's as important as your social presence. It's as important as your website. It's as important as your um, tagline. In fact, it helps to reinforce all of those parts of your brand. It's something that more and more brands and businesses and people and organizations are really recognizing as being a must-have part of their marketing toolbox. So Caroline obviously believes in the power of scent marketing, but we wanted to kind of put it to the test and try it with people that we knew um, to see if they could identify brands just by their scent. Mom, say hi. Hello. Mom is currently blindfolded, and we're about to take her to a few places and see if she recognizes the smell. Okay, so we just walked in. What are you thinking? It's kind of neutral. Not flowery or that bad, but it smells kind of clean. It smells something familiar, but I can't place it. Oh, a CVS. Um, how does that smell make you feel? I like a CVS trip, so it actually made me feel pretty good. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna re blindfold you and take you to location number two. Keep your eyes closed. They're closed. Destination number two, getting out of the car. And my hair looks really good. Yeah, we realize that 
This is way more awkward and weird. It kind of looks like a hostage situation. Okay, you stand right there and I'll. Okay, Automatic here we're, we're going in. <laughs> Lowe's. No, try one more Home guess. Depot. Yeah, why? You can open your eyes. It's not the wood. The wood? Like, I mean, this is my jam. I love this kind of store. So would you say the smell made you happy? Mm-hmm. I love to come here. Can we shop while we're here? <laughs> sure. Is it getting easier for you to describe scents? You said it was kind of hard at first, right? I don't think I have the strongest nose. Okay. So I have to kind of concentrate and um, use my other senses. Your hair's looking better than it ever has. I think... <laughs> I think the um, blindfold does wonders for you. I should, I should tie a scarf to my head on the way to every event. Yeah. Okay, store number three. Hello. <laughs> okay. What do you smell? Paper. Paper. What could it be? What's the store? Copy machine. Okay. Do you know what the brand is? Staples. You got it. What is, I, love, what is, I love the smell of new pens and erasers. and. Oh, but you said it smells like paper. But erasers, too. I could smell erasers. Why do you love that smell? Hmm. I like desk things and back-to-school things. Okay. Nice job. High five. No more blindfolds. Mary Gray, I don't know if our experiment was totally without flaw, but we did the best we could. Yeah, I guess I didn't give her earplugs, so maybe some sounds interfered there. You did with the resources that you had. Yeah. <laughs> so after talking to a scientist, a scent marketer, and Mary Gray's mom, we realized that Scent may be subliminal, but it's also extremely powerful. While scent branding and stores using scent to their advantage is still in its infancy, it's definitely something that we should be on the lookout for. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say keep your noses peeled. <laughs> um, but truly, I mean, I think with the full brand experience becoming more and more of a focus for brands. Scent is something that's gonna become inevitable. We had a giant tech company come visit the brand center last week and they said that they were developing a scent for their VPs, a, a wearable scent. So when people high up in the company walk into a room, there's a certain ethos through scent that comes with them. So I think we'll continue to see scent extended beyond just brick and mortar retail spaces that have a certain smell. Keep your noses peeled, everyone. <laughs>